Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to another week of Trapped in the House because there's a national, national, what? American-centric? Who? International pandemic. In case you didn't know. In case you're living under a rock. Maybe they are. And that's on Patrick Star. That is on Patrick Star. He missed a lot under that rock. Okay. We got a movie coming up for you guys, but we, we always got to start with our seamless second. What do you got, Taylor? Because I don't have one. Okay, this week, you know, I had a little blast from the past. Earlier this week, I was babysitting. Not sitting on babies, but playing and hearing, come on, Tay-Tay, let's go play in the room for like three days. Late night, blues clues, Peppa Pig marathon. So if you haven't been keeping up with your Nick Jr. these days, <laughs> Blue's Clues has a brand new host, everybody. Um, Joshua De La Cruz, our first ever Filipino Blue's Clues host. Give it up for Joshua. Um, but hasn't there only been like one host? No. This is our really? third Blue's Clues host. Third? Oh my goodness. Yes. Was I on the second? Was I watching the second one? Who was the first one? Uh, the first one was Steve. I have lived okay. through all three generations of Blue's Clues hosts. Uh, I okay. was a big BC fan back in the day. Uh, our first host was Steve, who left the show to go to college, in air quotes, but he actually left because he was going bald, and he was getting older, and he wanted to pursue a music career, so they introduced Joe, who was Steve's, in air quotes, little brother, but in real life, like, they're not related or anything, mm-hmm. but Joe was honestly kind of known as, like, the worst Blue's Clues host. I'm not trying to hate on Donovan Patton or whatever his name is. I mean, I grew up on Steve, so... I don't know who Joe is. Joe? We don't mess with Joe. And now we have Joshua. I don't know how they um, introduced Josh because I think Blue's Clues, if I'm not mistaken, I think it ended for a short period of time. Like there was a finale and we thought it was done. And then they relaunched it with Blue's Clues and You, which is what it's called now, um, in 2019. I did a little research. Uh, but a lot of things are exactly the same, and it was so heartwarming because I used to love that show as a child. And you know, we still have, we still have the handy dandy notebook. Mm-hmm. We still have uh, Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper shovel and pail. We still be doing that little skidoo thing and jumping in the picture frames. But some things have changed. I did not hear the, we just got a letter, I wonder who it's from, song. No, no, no. It was, we just got an email. What? Who? So, okay, so I didn't, you told me about this earlier, but I didn't mention this because it just came to my head. So as a kid, were you taught, like, was there any, like, a segment or anything in any type of class? I don't know, like, what grade or whatever. That you had to learn how to write a letter. Yes. You wrote, like, where everything goes, all this. And, like, we would write fake letters. We would even write, like, letters to our moms or our dads or whatever. We wrote real or, ones that got mailed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was ones to, like, state officials or whatever about plants and stuff. I don't know. About the environment. But it, does this mean that kids are learning how to write emails now? Because I was never taught how to write an email when I was young. I had to grow up learning that. 
the postal system is not dead people i would i would probably cry if someone sent me like a handwritten letter i would probably cry even typed because i know my handwriting is disgusting and i have to type everything but we did do that in second grade we we had pen pals at this other school and each of us in the class was paired with a student from this other class and we would like write little letters back and forth but there weren't enough students so guess who got picked to write the teacher of the other class me whoa hey miss mclintosh hey girl how you doing and we were all supposed to meet up at the end of the school year but it didn't happen for some reason and this other time in fifth grade we wrote letters to um any business we wanted to so people were like i'm gonna write to baskin robbins i'm gonna write to blah 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 i think i wrote to claire's i remember saying i love your nail polish it's so freaking cool i love the glitters blah 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 and then that was my life but they switched it to emails and the other big difference that i noticed in blues clues was that his handy dandy notebook which we all remember it had that big spiral and that giant crayon is also his smartphone Mm. so one side would be like the notebook and then he would flip it over and it would be a phone i mean i guess it's a way to you know introduce technology into young children's minds but like I have always been like this, you know, parents these days, I've always heard like, oh, I just give my kid the iPad when they're being fussy and just leave them be. I'm like still that person that's like, I'm going to give them like note cards to learn because there's like different apps and everything to learn like like every single little thing. But I was taught with like little cards um stuff like that and I'm the only time I had the computer when I was a kid and it was for an hour that was my limit it's when I played Dora the Explorer and then I would eat a rocket pop with it I don't think that's what they're actually called but that's what I called it a rocket pop you know I didn't really have computer time until like sixth grade occasionally I would play Hello Kitty Cutie World on my grandma's work computer or I would play an MS Paint but (laughs) (laughs) And that was truly a time. But the closest thing I had to, like, an iPad as a child was a leapfrog. If y'all know, it was so cool. They were so freaking cool. They still have them now because my little cousin, not the one I was babysitting this week, but his sister um, used to have one. And they're, like, they're way bougier now. But when I had it, like, you would clip the little book in it and your pencil, like, you would point at stuff and it would make the sounds. Coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of with you on, like, anti-technology. I feel like that rots kids. Like, maybe I sound old this way, but I feel like it does rot their brains because they're not going to learn. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're going to make them learn, like, start out the classic way. Like, introduce technology slowly because they're going to have to use it. But what if they don't have technology one day? What if you don't have Wi-Fi and you can't get on one of those apps? I think it can be, like, mind-numbing and stifle creativity um, in a lot of ways. So, I think I'm pro, pro like, let's learn the old-fashioned way. Yeah, and, like, what if using those screens, like, hurts their eyes, it strains their eyes as kids? Makes And, you know, my kids are going to have some pretty bad eyesight if they have mine. My Anyways. grandma would yell at me for reading in, like, a slightly dim room. She'd be like, get around Mm-hmm. So, like, I can only imagine what our iPad generation is experiencing. Yeah. And these days, kids are, like, being given laptops 
by schools. I know like two years after I graduated, um, my high school provided everybody a laptop. We weren't provided that, but whatever. Same. Yeah. Like, do they do that for iPads for elementary school kids? But I remember we had one computer lab in elementary school, and we would always do, like, computer class for our little, like, extra... I don't remember what those Specials. Special. Yeah, specials. Um, And computer was one of them. And we had, like, the bougie, like, Mac computers. And then I got to middle school, and we had Dell computers. We had PCs. Ew. Okay, I had Macs until 8th grade, and then I got to high school, and it was PCs. And I remember not knowing how to use a PC, because all I'd ever done yeah. was Mac. But we had the one computer lab thing. Our computer teacher's name was Miss Deadman. She'd always be like, Deadman. And mm-hmm. I was in computer club, and I learned how to make PowerPoints, and we would watch A Bug's Life, and it was great. Do you remember the Mac computers that were, like, thick? Like, the oh, Macintosh yeah. with the pink and blue. Yeah. I wish those were still a thing. Like, modern, but, like, that shape. I mean, they were kind of in the movie we watched, weren't they? Oh, my God! Yeah! They which, were! Which I was going to talk about. Does this mean we have to segue into our review? I guess so. We'll skip quarantine update, or maybe we'll circle back around. I, I mean, don't know. I think we already kind of gave our quarantine... I mean, if you have a quarantine update, we can we can go to it. My aunt had her baby. There. Congratulations. I did nothing. Thank you. Um, okay, so we watched um, this movie on Netflix. And before I reveal what it is, let, let's just back it up a little bit. So Taylor and I, you know, we, we just watched 13 Reasons Why. We had a little trouble finding something to watch. And I looked up... Um, what was that movie? The With Kissing Joey, Booth. The Kissing Booth, because I heard that was coming out. And when you search up something like that, every, so many other things come up that's related to it. And it's all these, like, fantastic, horrible movies that are just perfect for this podcast. So we chose one called The Outcast. It has Victoria Justice, that guy, I can't pronounce his name. Avon he was in Bogia. Yeah, Sorry, or is dude, it Jogia? Know. He's Jog- pronounced his name, and I always forget the way it's pronounced. He's the pretty boy from Victorious, okay? He's the pretty boy. He's Beck. He's Beck. We have Sue from The Middle. Uh, we have Peyton Liss. She was that girl from Jesse. So many other people. Um, and, you know, we knew this was going to be bad going into it. We just knew it. But, like... <laughs> It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Can I share a couple of my favorite lines? Yes, you can. Okay, just just buckle yourself in for, for these bad boys. And Tina Fey, if you're listening, I'd still play Piccolo for you. And then um, my personal favorite. I like you, Virginia, even if you are named after a slave state. Virginia's over here like, I didn't choose my name, but thank you. Virginia probably did. Like, with her personality, she probably chose her name from In the Womb. She probably carved it in. She's like, um, that YouTuber, Kalel Cullen. She's like, I'm gonna choose my own name from now on. That This is my name. I'm gonna be this named after me. the Twilight fan, fan base. Um, 
Did we mention Virginia is played by Ashley Rickards, who is from Awkward? She played Jenna, like the main girl from Awkward, that MTV series. Oh, I never saw that. Sorry. That's her. She did look familiar, I will say that. Okay, so the outcast. It's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple plot, guys. I'm going to give, like, a short rundown, then we'll get through, like, the meat of it. Um, or the veggie burger of it, if you want. If you want. I prefer it that way. Veggie burgers are good. Okay, so we got these two girls. Um, Jody and Mindy. You know, best friends, but they're the outcasts. <laughs> you know, we have a group of popular kids. They rule the school just because they're popular and they're rich. And Mindy, you know, Mindy's about, ha- she's had it. She has had had it. This is an MIT future graduate, future scientist. Gonna have an element named after her. And she's like, and you're gonna bully me? You're gonna bully me? And my friend Jody Schellenberger? The questionable maybe lesbian musician? Who knows? I, I really don't know what her personality is, but you know, that's it. That's what the movie gave us. So Mindy's like, I demand you stop bullying us. And the popular kids are like, okay. And then it all goes downhill from there. Um, <laughs> so they go, so it's just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like all over the place. It's so like <laughs> horribly bad. I can't even explain it. I started watching it last night and I made it to about... The, like, hour mark, and I was like, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. Because it's very slow pace. I don't know, like, like, for such a simple plot, it takes forever for things to happen. Mm -hmm. But, like, okay, so, as you said, Mindy Lipschitz, she's had enough, Miss MIT, she's ready to stand up to Whitney, the head, the HBIC, if you will, of Mm -hmm. Richard Milhouse Nixon High. The... Opening scene really reminded me of like an early two thousands movie where they showed all the clicks and everything. Yeah, which is the ending did too. Yeah, it's like obviously an over dramatization. It's you know, yes, clicks exist, but it's never like the goths, the bit like it's never that obvious who's who. Um, and I thought, let me know if you agree. I thought that Mindy was our main character. Like she kind of is. Well, she did the voiceover at first. Yeah, but then Jody, who is Victoria Justice's character, like chimes in, and I feel like we spend more time with Jody and her problems and her dad and everything. Yeah, well, than we do with Mindy. That's what I thought. Cause, well, I thought Jody was supposed to be the main character at first because it's Victoria Justice, and I think that's why they kind of like tricked us into thinking. Like, I don't know. It was weird. I think they wanted us to make us think that they were both the main characters, but they didn't know how to, like, do two main characters in one movie. Um, but we spend time with Jody and her dad. We even learned that her mom is dead, but nothing after that. Honestly, we didn't need anything after that. And then with uh, Mindy, we see nothing of her family. Mm-hmm. All we Nothing. know about her is her college plans. That's it. Oh, yeah. And she, she wears the shirt to prove it. Every day. She's like, which one goes better with my dickie? Um, <laughs> Jody's dad, 
I need to say this. Okay, her dad, Herb, looks just like, like, so similar. I wish I could, like, show you a picture, but we're not using Zoom and I can't screen share. Looks just like this teacher I had, or teacher, sorry, professor I had in university. They look identical. They sound identical. And even, like, the, like, tambourine cadence of his voice, I was like, oh, my God, is that Dr. So-and-so? Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, you need to find a job that you're passionate about. I was like, that's him. I felt a little off about, like, his his character just because they tried to do this whole storyline, introducing him as a widow or, you know, all that, trying to get back in the scene. And then it's supposed to, I'm going to put quotes around this, pay off later in the movie to have this big shocking thing which everyone saw coming but then like they just drop it after that and i don't like this gone yeah there was like no conflict the well i'm just gonna say right here so one of the popular kids um i don't remember his, his name was like dave or something yes our victorious kids we should call them you know they they start to get a little lovey-dovey with each other. You know, he's 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 the guy who hangs out with popular kids because he's been friends with one since second grade. But he's like, just not really one of them, though. He doesn't share their values. He's yeah. kind of doing his own thing. And it makes you question, why are you still hanging out with these people? But he eventually wises up and is like, this is not my crowd. And he's like, Jody is my crowd. And, you know, they start to become friends. They start to get a little close. Until, you know, whatever her name, I can't even remember her name now. They Their parents go on a date. So their parents are dating. And as she said, we almost created step cest. Is that what she says? Step incest? Step cest? Mm-hmm. Um, she says, sorry, I was making out in the janitor's closet with my future stepbrother. Well, that came afterwards, because at first they were like, eh, let's just be friends, and they were like, fine, and then there was this whole weird scene we'll get to in a minute, and they were like, eh, let's just make out in the janitor's closet, it'll be alright, and then they said, you know, Thanksgivings are awkward, because everybody's dating everybody, but it's okay. I, this is, this is not the first time I've seen this in a movie, like, the whole, our parents are together now. Because there's this Melissa Joan Hart movie. I forget what it's called. I think it's on Netflix. Where she starts dating Anarchy Boy at school. And they're like next door neighbors. And Anarchy Boy's mom ends up with Melissa Joan Hart's dad. So I've, I've seen it. Everybody's seen it in these I think this proves like... I think this movie is just trying to be a play on those 2000s. They're like, we need to recreate a 2000s movie. But it's so badly executed because the early 2000s movies, even though like they're, you know, they're like questionable and stuff, they have a certain charm about them, a certain je ne sais quoi that just makes them fun to sit down and watch. Kind of like how like 80s movies, yeah, they're cheesy or whatever, but like they have this charm about them that makes you want to watch them. I think that's because our standards have changed like that was popular back in those days because that's all we had but now we're like in an age 
where movies are getting better. Movies aren't just about like high school and stuff like that. So when we see movies like that now, we don't really like them because we've already I seen them before. I still do. Well, like movies like these, like when they're bad. I mean, when they're now, okay, I get what you're saying. Like when it's yeah. like the when we create movies like that now. Yeah. Because it's been done. But I just, I don't know. Something about this movie felt very, like, low budget to oh, it me. Was. And, like, the war, okay, I know this is not the most important thing, but the wardrobe was disgusting. Like, the only person who looked good was literally Dave. It gave me, you know, three days to write, three days to shoot, three days to edit vibes. And they this took to a total of nine to days. Look like trash. <laughs> yeah. And like she wore purpose. these, like, glasses that just didn't... And her haircut, like, baby, you don't... I'm not even trying to be mean. I know they did it on purpose because they wanted her to look, like, ugly, in air quotes, and dorky or whatever. But she had, like, this, like, god-awful haircut with these, like, straight-across bangs. And because her hair type is just, like, straight and, like, there's yeah. nothing happening, it looked like her name should have been Sheldon. It just gave me Sheldon energy. She's a Shelly. She's a Shelly. But it's like her and Mindy, you know, they're like lifelong besties trying to make it through their senior year and not get made fun of and end up on top. So they reach out to the rest of the school's outcasts to assemble this big group of... To start a revolution. Exactly. And it's like false loyalty. Like none of these people are actually friends maybe like the original people um mindy jody oh my god sugar virginia and claire i think that's her name the i girl think Stout girl yeah they were friends by the end of it but the boys that they incorporated hey no such a weird group of people exactly. especially with the boys they had like because one of the boys was like the you know future steve jobs they said one of them was, like, fantasy guy. The other one was sci-fi guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all trying to assemble these different types of cliques. And, you know, there's so many of them. But they said, if we can get all of them together, we can defeat the popular ones. Because there's not many popular people. There's, like, five people. Yeah. And... They're like, you know, we can take over the school. And they're not necessarily starting out with like, ooh, let's cause revenge. Oh my god, we need to back up for a second. The video. Oh yeah, okay, so this all kind of starts because they go to this party because Whitney says, of course y'all can come. And as soon as she said that, I was like, yeah, we know where this is going. Like something bad is going to happen. I've seen plenty of movies like this. And usually it's like Disney Channel movies that do this. Wizards of Waverly Place with Hardbread, that tea party. Yep, exactly. So they go to this party. They're having fun um, until, you know, Whitney shows this video. And at first I was like, I don't know how she got this because I thought like, did she, like, put this online? Because, you know, she was doing her little YouTube covers. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why she would put this. Apparently, she hacked her computer somehow. This girl is a genius, apparently. She sent her a spyware email saying that, like, Tina Fey needed piccolo players. And our girl Jody was dumb and naive. And it's like, oh, my God, Tina. Yeah. So, there's a lot of embarrassing stuff on the computer. Shows it to everybody at the party, which is 
basically everybody at the school. Come on. And, you know, Joey's embarrassed. And Mindy's not having it for her friend. She said, you know what? We're not going to sit in misery for the entire rest of senior year. We're going to do something about it. And that's where the band of brothers and sisters comes together to start a revolution. And it's important to emphasize that none of these people are really friends. They're just working towards a common goal. Mm -hmm. But I will say I have a theory about Miss Whitney. Okay, so Whitney, to reiterate, our mean girl, our, our head meanie, she does all this stuff to embarrass Jody. She doesn't even do anything to Mindy. I don't know if it was supposed to make Mindy embarrassed by association or something. I don't know. But here it is. This is what I have in my notes. Once again, unrealistic bullying. Who is going to take the time to collect all this stuff and edit this video together to humiliate someone? And my theory is, is Whitney is obsessed with Jody because when Mindy and Jody first go up to Whitney's table at lunch to talk to her, they have to go through intern Mackenzie, who's played by Peyton List, to get an appointment to talk to Miss Whitney. And she says, no, 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 no. I want to hear from Bill Nye and the lesbian. I'm like, okay. Why in the world did Miss Popular go through all this this work, all these steps to hack her webcam, send this fake email, and edit this video if she's not obsessed with Jody? Like, why? And is this like a Whitney secretly gay and lashing out situation? Because, you know, we've seen it with Monty. I don't think it's as extreme as Monty, but, you know, it's still another stereotype if that's what they were hinting at. And, you know, they really were trying to do this thing with Jody where they were like, is she a lesbian? We don't know. Even Claire is like, so when did you find out? And Jody's like, when did I find out that I annoyed people? I mean, it was pretty early on. Claire's just like, thank goodness, I finally met another lesbian. And Claire and, was such a sweetie. Like, at the yeah. end when she was leaving to go to the car, I was like, she just seems like one of those people that's just nice. Mm-hmm. She was a Girl Scout. Little Girl Scout just trying to sell those Thin Mints. Um, God bless. God bless. But, you know, we have our misfits together. And, okay, so I had a problem with one thing. So there's this big party at, like, um, Virginia's castle. I don't know where they live. But wherever it is, it's a really big place. I mean, that thing wasn't a mansion. It was a castle, basically. Virginia's got stacks. Yeah. But my thing was, so everybody's doing... It's it's a whole geek fest is what it is. There's, like, you know, chess games going around, people, you know, with inflatables. Everybody's having... They're bringing their own style into it. And, you know, that's what Mindy was doing. She brought these, like, little... Uh, what are those things called in chemistry class? Test the, and beakers. Yeah. She brings, like, beakers and stuff. She has this, like, neon drinks and, you know, mixing them all up. So, I thought at first it was just, like, I don't know, like, food coloring in, you know, drinks or whatever. Um, and it turns out, because we learn later on that she gets caught stealing all the beakers and the chemicals and stuff, that it was, like, actual chemicals. And I was very confused. I'm like, what is this movie trying to pull with us? Like, are we supposed to actually believe that 
she stole chemicals from high school and, like, drinking it and nobody died. Well, I know that, like, in everything that you consume, there are chemicals, but... But, like, those that stuff was neon and, like... I, I, I mean, Jody knows her stuff, though. Or not Jody. Oh, my God. Mindy, excuse me. I could not believe... I couldn't believe it. Like, I thought... I, I when the when the movie showed that I literally thought it was so stupid and didn't know what I was watching. I thought I missed something. All of the populars leave Whitney's party to go to the geek party because it's where things are happening, and that's when Jody and Dave first really get intimate. Mm-hmm. Jody, she has her little Demi Lovato, Mitchie Camp Rock moment, and it's like, I'm gonna sing about the fact that I don't want to leave my hometown, because dreams are stupid, and my dad wants me to be passionate, but I'm not, and Dave is like, oh my god, that's so good. Did you go to Hollywood Arts? <laughs> <laughs> I knew as soon as I saw Victoria Justice in this, I was like, they're gonna make that girl sing. They're going to make her sing. It would be a disservice not to. And then they get close to kissing. And Miss Mindy, she just busts in and interrupts everything. But at least she wasn't like, you know, stereotypical, like, heartbroken friend who feels betrayed because her best friend's hanging out with a popular kid. But, you know, secretly she is. so many times. I, I, I don't know what to believe. Um, but next next day at school you know um mindy she finds out her interview at mit went a little haywire didn't really go as planned she gets waitlisted and she's heartbroken um it's kind of her fault though yeah (laughs) like she goes into this interview and she just gives this long laundry list of stuff she's done in high school she's like i'm president of the science club i'm this i'm that but she doesn't reveal anything about who she is, like, in her personality. But I thought it was kind of weird that the interviewer was like, I used to play pranks. Tell me about the pranks and antics at school. Like, as if that's what they care about. Exactly. Also, MIT, there was some piece of media that I saw. I don't know if it was a show or a movie or what, but they were like, MIT is not that big of a deal. I'm not saying that. That's just what the show said. Mm. Because I feel like a lot of people put MIT in the same list as, like, Ivy League. Even though, like, they're not the same thing. I feel like it's the Ivy League of technology schools. You know? I guess. You know, I don't know have... much about MIT. I don't either. I just know it's a technology school. <laughs> That's all I know about it. But... um. During this time, you know, uh, Victoria, I can't remember her character's name. Jody. Jody. Jody and Dave are having their little um, date night with their parents. It's all fun. Incest. You know, they're freaking out about that. And then Jody and Mindy, they meet up the day later. Mindy is mad. Mindy's like, You didn't call me back. I got waitlisted. And this whole like thing goes down because Dave is like, I can help you with your song, Jody. And Mindy's like, girl, you're not moving to Boston with me to wait tables. You're going to school in New York. You're going to be passionate about something that doesn't involve me. I'm not the star here anymore. 
In Jody's defense, Jody did try to talk to Mindy about the fact that she, she wasn't going to go to Boston. And I think it's really dumb to expect your friends to, like, follow you everywhere. Especially in that period of time. Like, I know Jody hadn't ever really said anything about having concrete plans of, I'm going to go here. But for Mindy to assume, you're just going to follow me to Boston was kind of her own fault for setting her expectations that high. Mm. Also, I didn't understand why she was so depressed about being waitlisted. That doesn't mean you're not getting in. She could have been rejected. I know. I'm like, waitlisted. I'm like, there's still a good chance you can still get accepted. Calm down. Yeah. So, you know, they're kind of not speaking to one another. And I'll admit, during this part of the movie I kind of like zoned out a little bit so you're probably gonna have to take the reins on this one because I know there was a prom scene there was a weird you know truth telling scene well before we do that I want to talk a little bit about racism uh okay oh yeah one of our (laughs) characters in the misfit outcast group is named sugar later on we find out her name is dolores um, a perfectly fine name. I don't know why everyone thought it was so funny. But Sugar, when I heard that our girl's name was Sugar, I was like, you know, I don't know if that's racist, but that don't feel right. Because everyone else has, like, Claire, Michael, Virginia, blah, blah, blah. And then we have Sugar. And yeah. what I had a problem with was they really played into the aggressive woman, like, the aggressive black girl stereotype that I was not here for because when they're trying to recruit the boys into the group like sci-fi boy mini Steve Jobs and um fancy boy boy, yeah they go to Virginia because she has all these files with everyone's weaknesses because she's very into like surveillance and whatever um and this one boy his weakness is aggressive women and I said I bet they're gonna make sugar aggressive woman and I was right they made her this like aggressive stereotype and then later on when they all have a meeting together after they've recruited the boys into the outcast group little Steve Jobs he says oh here we go angry black girl and I'm like ew I was like I don't know if I'm comfortable with the character pointing out that there is a stereotype in this bunch that the writers should have pointed like I don't get that I'm like from the name to them choosing to make her like because her whole because everyone kind of has a very singular like character trait her thing is like anarchy Mm -hmm. um and being woke and I'm just really tired of seeing that on screen I'm not saying like I want ignorant dumb like I'm not saying that but it's just it's been done and the way they do it is so awful um, I'm not defending them in any way, but I will say I think this is this is writer's way of including minorities and trying to like be woke at the same time. They can't have like they have to squish it all in one character, you know, you know what I mean? But I'm like I don't know if they tried to like I don't know if they're like self-aware or whatever, but it just came across as hypocritical cuz it's like you've got this girl who's, you know, being woke like a quote she literally says in it is i'm angry because i'm paying attention but i think then they they make her stereotypical angry black girl i think they i think they think they're self-aware when really they're not 
you know? I just thought that was a poor writing decision. I was kind of like, why does it have to be like that? Mm, And then her and scrawny sci-fi boy end up together by the end of the film. Sure, why not? It's like, it kind of almost feels like fetishy in a way because his weakness is aggressive women and then he ends up dating sugar i thought that was the no it is because she was the one that was like i know all the names to these books and whatever i thought it was a fantasy guy at first Mm -mm. Mm. and i was just like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way yeah this movie is just oh Again, this is why I say I think they wrote this movie in three days because they just, it none of it makes sense. There's a lot of things that, um, you know, shouldn't have been put on screen. It feels very chaotic. It does. But well, <laughs> should we talk about the revenge in the prom? Yeah, so Mindy is, so what was Mindy's whole thing with getting back at Whitney? Like, what was her, the motivation? I don't. I don't remember. Okay, so Mindy, you know, she's devastated because she's been waitlisted to MIT. And the boys of the outcast group start wanting to get rid Like, I don't know. They start losing the whole point and purpose of this group. And they're just going after revenge. They're like, oh, we're going to put X-Lax in the lacrosse team's water and blah, blah, blah. And Mindy, who is technically the leader of this group, who people have to go through to get permission to do things, is like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. I don't care. I just got waitlisted from MIT. I don't care about anything. And then she gets in trouble for stealing that school equipment to use at that party. And it is Whitney who, I guess, brought those photos of her with the test tubes and stuff yeah, to the principal. It was Peyton List's character who's like the intern who follows her around. Mm-hmm. She's supposed it. to be like the next year's popular queen when everyone graduates. Yeah, so... My mind just being jogged now. So Mindy gets Whitney's file and she finds out some secrets. You know, her mom does like laundry. Like what What were the whole secrets? I don't remember that part. Everyone thinks that Whitney is this like rich, perfect, polished girl. But act, like because, you know, she has this big house and everything. But she actually lives in the servants quarters. Her parents work for another mm. rich family that lives in that house. So her mom is, like, I'm assuming, like, a housekeeper because she's, you know, washing clothes. And Whitney told everyone her mom works in fashion. And her dad is... A um, lawnmower. Like, a landscape. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he does that. And then it's just, like, Whitney is not yeah. living this life everyone thinks she is. Yeah. And she reveals that on like the t- the school TVs and whatever. So she humiliates Whitney. It whole becomes a whole thing. Whitney's like depressed now. She's like I have been revealed. I will wear my Princeton shirt for now on to show everybody what school I am going to. Because it's the I'm only smart. it's the only t-shirt I own because this is a stereotypical high school movie where everybody gets into Ivy League schools. Again, we talked about this in the 13 Reasons Why podcast. It's a thing. You know, they can't just be saying some random college names. It has to be a recognizable one. Mm -hmm. And Jody's feeling bad because of Mindy's actions. Yeah. And, you know, two of them aren't really talking more. Jody goes to Whitney. They They kind of, like, try to make amends with what's happened. 
In the meantime, Peyton List character, Mackenzie. Mackenzie, she goes to Mindy. They try to come up with this prank for the prom, which I didn't realize was like a thing coming up until they mentioned it. And Mindy's like, I have this, you know, concoction. I'm smart. I can get some chemicals and it's like a truth-telling serum. I don't know. It was, as soon as she said that, I'm like, okay, this this movie's going off the rails. This is some Wizards of Waverly Place Supernatural. I thought, you know, if you're going to do some truth-telling stuff, you might as well just, like, put torture in the movie and just let them do it that way. But We're actually going to waterboard everyone at prom. Yes. And make them spill their secrets. <laughs> But instead, we're going to steal chemicals and put it in the fog machine. And then everybody's going to tell the truth instantly. Which, by the way, what was the whole point of that? Like, why did they want people to tell the truth? Did they want, like... I don't know. Like, I didn't know... Was it supposed to humiliate people? I guess, but it didn't seem like it mattered. Because everyone was under the influence. It's not like one person was. It only got her arrested. (laughs) Jody is, like, about to not go to prom because she doesn't have a date. Dave isn't about to go, so they end up going together, and she wears a softball pantsuit. Anywho, um, can we talk about the theme of this prom really quick? Surveillance State, 1984. Wow. What a choice. Um, you know, it kind of, I was gonna say... I don't know if this looks like a realistic prom. It looks more like a realistic homecoming, if I were to be honest. Because everybody's dresses, like, my prom at least was a little, like, better than this. It's cheap. Yeah, it's not 13 Reasons Why level, but it's like, ooh. I would say 13 Reasons was more realistic to what my prom yeah, was. because at least they put some effort into it. But, um... Everybody starts telling the truth about everybody. It was getting weird, whatever. Then it's revealed. Peyton Liss, Mackenzie, whatever, and Whitney, they were they were working together the whole time. They were bringing them down. And then this whole fight breaks out between Jody and Mindy. I can never remember anybody's name for some reason. They start going off about, you know, usual high school BS. Like, you were going to leave me. You were going to leave me. Maybe we're not going to be friends this entire time. There's always a... I'm telling you. There's always some type of drama at prom. It is prom It always happens. Somebody always gets their feelings hurt about something. In this movie, it's about, you know, realizing we're not going to be friends the entire time. And 13 Reasons Why, it's Justin who's dying from AIDS. How did he die in like two seconds from the diagnosis? I don't know. He got pneumonia. It got bad. Then he got meningitis. It was it was a whole thing. You know, Justin, we love you. R.I.P. I just bought a new Thirteen Reasons shirt the other day. You're you're with us in our hearts. But it's just like they're fighting because they're realizing that high school is temporary, which is what I was thinking the entire time we were watching this movie. I'm like, you're in your senior year. I know things suck right now, but honestly, just endure. You have a few more months and you never see these people again. get through it. Exactly. Like, why create all this drama for no reason? And they just have this huge fight of like, you know, you're going to go here for college and I'm going to do this and we're all going to do our own things. So maybe we should just 
cut our friendship now rather than like wait for it to fizzle out later and Whitney thinks she's doing them this big favor by turning them against each other because she's like it's gonna happen anyway Mm -hmm. um because this was Whitney's last act of power she understands that popularity no longer exists outside of the doors of Richard Nixon High but then she says but I gotta let you realize that I still have the power I'm going out strong exactly I, I do like that the movie was aware that popularity isn't a thing in college or, like, the real yeah. world or whatever because it just doesn't exist. But I have a question for you. So, the popular group in this movie is kind of very, like, stereotypical. Like, we have money. We dress cool. Cool. Loosely. Very loosely used. I feel like at my school, if I'm remembering the days when popularity existed, there were, like, two popular groups. Mm-hmm. They were like the J. Crew rich, I'm not trying to be hateful, I swear, but boring kids. Like, I had to sit around a lot of them in class, and when they would talk to each other, when I tell you the conversations were so stale. And then there were like the the popular kids that were like cool and like not edgy, but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, yeah, I'm in all these extracurriculars, and I'm actually like pretty nice to people, but I'm like popular. I guess you could call them more well liked. Yeah. Did you have that? I had like a few popular groups. I wasn't in any of them. Um, I'm not going to try to talk smack about even because my cousin was and still is in one of them two years or no, almost four years after high school. What am I talking about? Um, but they were kind of like, we get tan on the weekends, you know, type of gals. We dress up for redneck day and wear our, um, MAGA, um, hats and we think we're funny but we really support him anyways haha um you know they were the ones I don't know if this was a thing at anybody else's school but during spirit week or like we had like a pep club type of thing and they were kind of the head of the pep club so like um football during football games they would wear like crop tops and stuff and write like letters on them spelling something out and I'm like my insecurities could never and that's who they were. Oh, I did that one year. Well, I couldn't. But we, there was a teacher basketball game where, like, the teachers competed against each other. And me and my friend group senior year, we wore shirts to spell out, like, one of our favorite teacher's names. And we did it for her. And, like, we got a fat well, head of her face. I think this is different <laughs> when I'm talking. That's different from that. We were but, supportive. They weren't. Yeah, and they would go to, like... Panama City Beach for spring break. Ew, PCB. Yes, PCB. <laughs> um, and then another one, I don't know, like, I think they were all, like, I don't want to say, like, the Christian girls, because there's always different types of Christian girls. Mm-hmm. Like, the Christian popular girls, you know what I mean? Like, they think they got those Christian values down. I think they're a little questionable. But... I don't know. Like, I honestly can't remember, like, all the groups in high school. I don't remember, like, I have difficulty with remembering people's names now, which is weird. Like, sometimes I'll remember someone's first name, and I'll be like, wait, what's their last name again? And sit Mm -hmm. there and not even know, which just goes to show that, like, high school is so temporary. It does not matter, which is why I didn't understand why they needed to form this group and go through all this. And I'm like, you're in your last year. It would be different if they set this movie, like, at the beginning of high school. Yeah. Because then you have, like, 
you know, four years to endure the wrath mm-hmm. of Whitney. But I'm like, you're at the end, dude. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, yeah, the next few months might suck. But it doesn't even seem like it was a full year. Because when we started, it felt like the school year was already, like, well-established. Because it didn't take long for Sci-Fi Boy to be like, prom's coming up. Like, it didn't feel like that was Mm -hmm. a huge duration of time. So I just didn't understand why Whitney felt the need to go off and why... The outcast felt the need to go off, but if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have this cinematic masterpiece. I don't know, but I think we should talk about, you know, the reunion between Mindy and Jody. Um, Jody is like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to apply to a prestigious New York performing arts school because everybody else is like going to elite schools and so should I. But not Juilliard. Not Juilliard. Mm-mm. Um, so she's gonna go audition, and in the meantime, Mindy's like, I got accepted into MIT, but I'm all alone. What do I do? I can't celebrate with Jody because we have a fight. Yeah, but I need to celebrate with Jody, which I found this so off-putting that she went to celebrate with Jody, but, like, the only reason she did is because she got into MIT. She's like, the only reason I'm coming to you is because I need to brag about my big accomplishment. Exactly. She, she tried to play it off as, like, I know, like... The only person I want to celebrate it with is you. And I'm like, I think it's because out of your your friendship, you feel like the powerful one and the one that's smarter, and you still need to feel that. I think that's what's going on here. For she real. She has this, like, God complex in her or something. She's like, I need everyone to know that MIT, and, MIT ain't ready for me. And mm. then Jody, like, why would you come to her during her audition, like, right before? That makes no sense. That is not the time to have, like, this type of conversation. Because all I could think about was if I was in Jody's position, like, getting ready for this huge audition that's a big deal that could determine the path of her future... The last thing I would want to do is have some, like, hash it out situation with some friend drama. Like, I'm going to focus on me and the song yeah. about the play. And the the one thing I was saying about this entire time, it's so strange, was um, a scene in Dance Moms when they're going to audition for the Joffrey Ballet. Oh, God. And Kathy shows up. And they're all stuck in this little hallway. All the moms, dancers, everybody. And they're arguing with each other. And you can see inside, like, the whole classroom audition thing that the guy comes out and he's like, ladies, I have a class going on in here. Zip it. And that's what I was thinking of because Mindy and Jody are both, like, screaming at each other, like, being so excited while there's literally an audition going on in the next room. That's not fair to anyone else who's in there. It was so dumb. And then, you know, she feels so good about her audition. We kind of move on to graduation. And I don't, like, that's kind of just where things go. People, you know, go their separate ways. Um, And then we get this whole ending where it's like typical 2000s movies in high school. Where it's like, Mindy ended up going to MIT She's still trying to get an element named after her. Sugar and Claire decided to create this empowering girls group. Um, Whitney got on Forbes 30 under 30 list uh, to watch out for, literally. And I was still confused on the literally part. Was I just, like... 
I have no idea. Virginia is probably working for the CIA. And then um, Jody and Dave are still together. Thanksgivings are awkward, but they make it work. They didn't say anything about the guys, which I thought was kind of weird. I don't know. But I also found it weird that out of all these people, everybody got so famous. They made it big somehow. Because Jody went to her performing arts school and is working on her new album. It's so ridiculous. They make it, These movies are disappointing for those who are still in high school and get out of it just like, ah, where is life? What do I do? Bizarre. Did you notice that this right before the the future like mm-hmm. montage, the screen said the outskirts. I did see that and I thought and then it went to Whitney and I was like is it something like a catch on the name because they're the popular ones and she wears skirts? I didn't know, but I think did it have something to do with like they're outside of high school? It's like the outskirts of I don't know. I was confused on that. Okay, so in Jody's song that she sings at the geek party, she says outskirts in the song a couple times. And I'm like, I don't know if it was a reference to that or your theory about them being on the outskirts of their town. I like that theory. I don't know that the people who made this movie were smart enough to think of that. But I'm like, was this movie supposed to be called The Outskirts and they forgot to change it? I don't know, because I thought that was the title screen. Exactly. I was like, why does it say... Because I went back, I thought maybe I just read it wrong. And I was like, that does not say The Outcasts. Mm -hmm. Well, um, this movie has been um, a ride, say the least. What was you... uh, What's your rating for this film? Out of 10 stolen test tubes and beakers, I would give it a solid 2. Um, let's see, out of 10, you know, creepy chemistry teachers that we didn't talk about, I'm going to give this a 1.5. Ooh, some rock solid reviews. Honestly, best movie I've ever seen all year. Yes. And I, I haven't watched the movie in, um, months and I went on Letterboxd and, you know, I su- I put this in my little journal as the first movie I've seen in months. And I literally wrote the review saying, I can't believe this is the first movie I've seen in over a month. Thank you. Should we take a quiz? We should. We're taking a quiz called, which click would you end up in if you could go back to high school? Would the kid you were in high school want to hang out with the person you are now? By Ryan Broderick, a BuzzFeed news reporter. Fancy. Uber. I almost said Brian. I'm so sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Rye. Thanks. What are you eating for lunch? Ooh, we got to zoom in. Ooh, we got a little rice bed, which looks like it's got a little salmon on top, a little shrimp on the side. Um, We got some very bland my mom doesn't care about me she just bought this bag of iceberg lettuce we have a little uh wendy's baconator action we have um what kind of sandwich is this it kind of looks like a panini it's got those little lines on it 
It's a fancy sandwich. It's like Panera on a Tuesday afternoon. Mm. Uh, we have generic field trip lunch, sandwich With apple milk. and uh, milk. I'll get to that in a minute. I have a I have a thing against milk in school lunches. We'll get to that. Disgusting. A Subway sandwich. I don't know how we all convinced ourselves that a foot of bread was healthy, but okay. Um, a meat lover's pizza. Some little lettuce, lettuce, cabbage, spinach wraps. And some plain chips. Just plain chips. They're like the chips that you get at Panera. Which I, everybody hates, but I love. I Those like them a chips. lot. They're good. I love kale chips. Okay. So on my milk with school lunches thing, I don't know why. Like, I get it because, you know, milk makes the bones strong or whatever. But no water. We were not allowed to go to the water fountain in school. Never. It was like a thing where, like, kids would ask to go to the water fountain and the teachers would say no. During lunch, we had to drink our milk. And it's, like, not just, like, you don't have to get regular milk. You can get strawberry or chocolate. So I don't know why they convinced us thinking that water was bad, but, like, strawberry, chocolate milk, and any type of milk is good. You know? And now everyone's lactose intolerant. Literally everyone. Yeah, do they have almond? Do they have dairy-free options? What's that? I mean, I know, okay, I was a lactose kid. I still am a lactose kid, but I think people are affected by milk to different degrees. Like, some people really be dying. Other people, it's just kind of like, my tummy hurts. Um, But the real serious lactose kids would just bring a big old jug of water from home, and they would chug that joint down. But if we're taking it back, like, way back to um, that period of my life... But I don't think we are. That's the thing. This is, oh, like, is us now? now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's us now. So, if I was in school now. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, wh- like, what's your everyday... If this was your everyday life, like, you're not even going okay. to school. You're just doing your thing. If what I'm would just you eat doing it? my thing, I would probably... I know that there's meat on this panini, but we're going to pretend that there's not. I would do that panini. But if I was me then... It would be those Panera Kettle Cooked Chips because I had, like, this thing about eating in front of people and I just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just have to say, I wouldn't choose that burger, but that burger anyways just looks dry. It looks dry. No juice. Um, you know, the subway brings me back to my college days before Rona hit the, hit the streets. When I had to, when I had to pay $300 for a meal plan, I didn't want. And I had two options. Well, I have many options, but these were the healthiest ones. Uh, burrito bowl, which I had to, like, walk so far to get. So that was a treat because it was really good. I or loved Subway. hearing your updates about burrito bowl. I feel like every time you were planning to go, I would get some text message about the line. It's so long. Yeah, because I loved burrito bowl. I, th- I walked in a thunderstorm for a burrito bowl. That's how committed I am. You were dedicated but, and devoted. Yeah, but I ate Subway, like once a week because I had to get something and that was just it I didn't like it but I ate it but you know I would also choose that panini because I wouldn't eat anything else on here especially that school watch it looks pretty good it does what's your typical Friday night look like Ooh. um so first things first we have something that looks like a crossbreed between um college dining hall but on a fancy evening uh, and the Titanic. And then we have frat party. Woo! And then we have no Brian. It's just a small kickback. And then we have 
chilling at the skate park, just guys being dudes. And then we have a Tennessee Saturday night with my high school sweetheart chilling no, on the hood um, of his of his truck. That's the Tim McGraw music video right there. If you think Tim, Tim McGraw, McGraw, I hope you I think, hope you think him. <laughs> when you turn your radio on. Taylor Swift, if you're out there and you need some backup vocals, I got you, girl. Um, mm-hmm. We have this little girl who, I say this little girl as if that's not me most days. She's in the browsing position, hood up, ready to go. We have a corporate suicide. Um, we have church rehabilitation group. And then we have, I don't know. Looks like, like an art show to me. Oh my god, is it? It gives me, like, yeah. rehab energy, though. Like, these colors <laughs> symbolize my 60 days of sobriety. Cool. Richard Weber, can you confirm? And then we have um, New York. I watch Skins in middle school. Um, look at my dress from Wet Seal. Uh, well, as of right now, the most, uh, you know, relatable is, you know, the girl just hunched over in that thick laptop. Look at that laptop. That thing is just so thick. It's got some weight on it. It it does. It reminds me of my first ever laptop. Ooh. Oh, was that what you picked? Yes. Oh, I didn't hear. Sorry. Maybe I blacked out. Pick a Pixar movie. Monsters, Inc. All those doors. All of them. Ratatouille, which is not the rat's name for all of you ignorant people. We have Lightning McQueen in Cars. <laughs> we have Kachow. We have Up with that little old man and that little boy. We have Brave. Our queen is out to save her fate, change it, keep it, stop it, zippy pop it, twerk it, stop it, check on me tonight. We have The Incredibles. Les Incroyables. We have um, Wally. That movie I think I've only seen one time, and I don't remember it very well. We have Finding Nemo, Under the Sea, and then we have Toy Story. So I'm gonna be real. I've never seen Brave. I've seen like clips of it. I've seen Wally once, just like you, and I don't think I liked it. There was something about it I did I didn't like, but maybe if I rewatched it now, maybe I could. I don't even know what it's about, really. Something about, like, Earth is abandoned and people don't have to do anything. Maybe it's the political statement that just threw me off when I was, you know, eight years old. (laughs) Maybe I just didn't know what was going on. It was too real for me. Too real. Too real. Um, But out of all these, you know, I love these movies. These were, these shaped who I am now. Um... I was going to pick Toy Story, but honestly, the first movie kind I think the animation kind of freaked me out a little bit, especially the boy with the braces. Um, but I'm going to choose Cars. I loved Cars. The second one, um, I hated it, but the first one is a classic. There's nothing like Owen Wilson betraying a car that just, um, you know, it, you know it, it brings out the child in me. I never made the connection that that was Owen Wilson until you just said it. Um, I used to think that him and Woody Harrelson were the same person. So, there we go. Okay. Um, I am picking, you know, I was torn a little bit. It was a little three-way tie 
between Monsters, Inc. because I loved all those freaking doors. It just really did mm-hmm. something for me as a child. Um, the Incredibles has a special place in my heart. But Ratatouille, I love some Ratatouille. It's one of the only animated films that I own. And every time you watch it, you just want to, like, cook something. I know. And the food always looks so good. Oh, my God, yes. Do you smoke? Uh, well, like a chimney. <laughs> smoke what? Huh? Are you lost, baby girl? Huh? Huh? Absolutely not. Yeah, I roll my own cigarettes like the backwoods. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Person I am on the weekends. Ew. I'm straight edge, but my friends do. Or not really. So I feel like absolutely not and ew could be in the same category. But I'm just going to say absolutely not just for the clarification. Because you can say ew, but like still smoke, you know. It's that addiction in you. I feel like I would be, huh? Because my Nana, she instilled it in me at a young age. She said, don't you touch those cigarettes, girl. That's right. Who who be smoking in 2020 anyways? Who be smoking those cigarettes? You gotta be kidding me. Hold on. What's one thing you know more than anyone? I don't know why about's in there. Arts and crafts. Who's hooking up with Who? TV shows, current events, which should be my answer, but the Lord knows I don't be watching the news enough. Politics, my favorite conversation to have. (laughs) Your favorite sports team, and that's on Green Bay Packers. Fashion, clearly. Awesome bands. Because we're just so cool like that, you know? I love undercover, underground music. Or movie trivia. I know Katie's answer. Well, if I'm going to stick to my brand, it's obviously politics. No. <laughs> um, movie trivia. Even though I I will not say I'm good at movie trivia. I, I will admit that. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, I know everything about movies. Because, you know, I don't. If you admit it ahead of time, you won't embarrass yourself. Mm. There you go, kids. I don't know what my answer needs to be. Uh, okay, ooh. I got this. You know, um, you do be knowing some stuff about arts and crafts. Really? I'm you sent some. You sent some arts and crafts type of stuff. I don't know if that's like a knowledge. It's more like a doing thing, if you know what I mean. I feel you. Obviously, I'm a fashionista, but like, I wouldn't say I know everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm torn, because, like, you know what, actually, mm. is, okay, I feel like I don't know that much about arts and crafts, though. Like, I feel like I do, but I don't. Okay. So, what do you know? I think I, like, have knowledge on TV shows quite a bit. I was going to say that, because you be mentioning some TV shows I've never heard of before. I watch a lot of TV. Like, more TV than I do movies, definitely. So we're going to go with that. The answer is debatable. If anyone in the comments wants to put me in my place and tell me that I should have picked arts and crafts and to stay in my lane, (laughs) feel free. No, I think TV shows is a good answer. Which hat looks coolest to you? Oh, my God. Okay, we have... 
green baseball cap that my boyfriend on the baseball team gave me. It's a little sweaty on the rim. From diapers, from diapers.com. My favorite website. Um, we have Fedora. We all know the type of boy that would wear that. That's like if you were going to dress up um, as, was it like a 1920s gangster or whatever. Or um, just greasy neckbeard boy. Yeah. We have Forever 21 beret with bow, which reminds me of um, our girl Zendaya's character, Rocky, on Shake It Up. You go, Rocky. We have a black beanie that's ribbed, you know, classic whatever. We have Daddy's Money, uh, Ralph Polo Lauren visor. We have You Don't Know Anything About Me, mesh blue hat. We have Chicago Bulls flat brim hat. We also know the type of man or woman mm-hmm. who would wear that. We have Abraham Lincoln. And we have, I still shop at Rue 21. That's a, um, or, in, uh, what's that? Oh my goodness. The Sun and Ski Sports. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, none of these are really hitting it for me, but... I guess the black beanie will just have to do. You know, I think black beanie is pretty cute. Um, but something about daddy's money visor <laughs> is calling out to me. Like, you know, you tennis lessons that. in the morning. Uh, pick a classic video game. Oh, God, this is not my area. Okay, we have <laughs> <laughs> we have The Legend of Zelda of time. We have Star Fox Super Nintendo. Kirby's Dreamland, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Crash Bandicoot, God bless, Mortal Kombat, Super Nintendo, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, MB8 Jam, or Goldeneye, James Bond 007. Hmm. Let's see. I haven't played some of these, um, especially Goldeneye <laughs> 007 here. But, you know. You know, I like, you know, you know, I like Sonic. He he's a cool guy, and you know, I like Zelda. Um, but you know, Crash Bandicoot. I guess I gotta stick with um, Naughty Dog on this one. I got I gotta stick with Crash Bandicoot. Come on, come come out with a new one, guys. Stop with the serious stuff for a while. I need I need some ridiculousness <laughs> over here. Come on. I was gonna pick Crash Bandicoot because I saw Dan Howell play it once. Um, but I will pick Kirby's Dreamland because that little puffy, little puffy thing reminds me of me and my beanbag to your body. You liking Kirby over there? Kirby! <laughs> Kirby! How would, how would you describe your body type? I literally just said, before I saw this question, beanbag chair body type. <laughs> so I have my answer. Um, okay, above average, pretty lanky, how I like my men, buff. Clearly. Pretty hot if you ask me. Ugh. Average. Who cares? Perfect for me or not great? I'm going to say who cares because really who does? I'm going to go with, um, mm, we're just going to go perfect for me. If I didn't have her, I would be a puddle on the floor. And although (laughs) she is a beanbag chair... She still be getting me from point A to point B. She gets the job done. 
If you had to pick a place to shop. Oh, God. Hello, fast fashion. Urban Outfitters. American Eagle. J. Crew. The Apple Store, because I have daddy's money and a visor. Hot Topic, because I never grew out of my emo phase. H&M, because I'm a little bit better than Forever 21. PacSun, aren't all of those out of business by now? Pretty much. Forever 21, because I'm a little bit worse than H&M. Or GameStop. I like how most of these are like clothing stores, and then you have Apple Store, GameStop. <laughs> um, you know, not really my choices over here, but I guess I gotta pick H and M because it's just, just just a little bit better than Forever Twenty One. I was gonna pick H and M because I think that like I don't shop at any of these places because I don't really do the whole fast fashion thing. Um, but I guess I'll pick. The bane of my existence, Urban Outfitters, just one time. You could have picked H&M. I just, we've picked a lot of the same. Mm. I'm trying to diversify uh, it. Okay. Pick a Drake. Nerdy Dreadlock Drake. False Star Toronto 2016 Drake. Catherine Hardwick Drake. Intense uh. Close-Up Drake. <laughs> a Male Duck Drake. Sprite commercial Drake, baby album cover Drake, grown up album cover Drake, or I'm dancing in the middle of a lens crafters Drake. I'm gonna go with dancing in the middle of a lens crafters Drake. You know, I mean, dan- <laughs> <laughs> even though that's not a lens crafters. <laughs> I can't tell. I just like was like that. That's I've seen lens. that music video. I just can't remember which one it is. I'm not a huge Drake. Um, listener uh i will say that sprite commercial drake is really doing something for me <laughs> he pucker in those lips he's just like he said kylie jenner who when you're checking someone out where do you look first oh my god this is wow okay their clothes their hair their eyes their ah do it that way you will their hands Mm, I have a thing for hands. Uh, well, uh, their neck. Who looks at someone's neck? Like, it's there. Okay. They're, they're wearing a turtleneck. I'll look at it. Their <laughs> legs or their chest area, their chest vicinity. Their chesticulars. There's so many choices. I will admit, I'll be looking at people's hair. But that's the first thing I see. Hair is like normally the first thing I notice on somebody because it's the thing you can see from far away. Yeah, and it's like, how do they style their hair? Like, what do they do with it? What's it? that like? Kind of defines a person. Mm-hmm. But I also look at people's clothes, mm-hmm. not in a judgy like you're wearing that. Like I, I don't know. I it's feel what like you clothes see. say a lot about people, so I'll go with clothes. Yeah. Pick a condiment. Sriracha. Not to be confused with Sriracha. <laughs> French's classic yellow mustard. Heinz tomato ketchup. Hellman's real mayonnaise. I'm so sorry, Hellman's. You're out of the running. It's definitely Miracle Whip for me. Sweet relish. Uh, Evan Williams barbecue sauce. It's sweet baby rays or nothing. Horseradish sauce. And that's on Arby's. 
soy sauce, or chunky salsa? Tostitos. Um, it's gonna have to be sriracha for me because there is no ranch dressing. I'm shocked. I love ranch. It's a regional thing, though, definitely. Yeah, but it has to be here, and it's not, so it's gonna be sriracha. I am picking yellow mustard. I am a cool. big mustard gal. Don't really like ketchup that much. Yeah, I'm not. I don't hate mustard, but you know, I don't know. There's I just so many different it. types. Is what yeah. I enjoy. Okay, what did you get? This is not accurate, but it's fine. I got the comic book club. Wow. Comics. Is it manga or manga? Uh, I've always, I've heard both, but manga is what I've always said. Whichever one's correct. Anime, LARPing, you're a literal renaissance man. Thank you for giving me a gender. Thank you. Of the geeky and weird. You and your friends get a lot of weird looks, but who the beep cares? You're kings and queens of the imaginary castle you roll your 20-sided dice inside of. Plus, you're just killing time before con. Anyways. Cool. I got the hipsters. You're changing the world one vinyl record at a time. Hello, you should have put an A in there. You're pretty bohemian, and you just feel like maybe your ideas about the world and your incredible cool haircut just don't fit in this small town anymore. You've got your sights set on the big city. Somewhere they'll appreciate all the EDM you've been making in your bedroom. Wow. I feel like yours is more accurate than mine. I mean, with that cool haircut in this small town, obviously. Everybody dies famous in a small town, and that's on Miranda Lambert. (laughs) that music video part of it was shot in my hometown please don't look up the details because i don't want people to know where i live but i'm just putting it out there should we do the outro of course it's your anime queen coming in to say we hope you enjoyed this week's episode give us a rain give us a review tell us what you like and tell us what you don't like follow us on twitter at courage and doll and check out our website couragedollpodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing and if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, email us, podcast at gmail.com. And subscribe.